How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Tea for the Queen podcast, the podcast where we try to keep our sanity in an era of staying woke. We explore current events and issues and topics through the lens of progressive thought, discussion, feminism, peace, and love, all while keeping wellness at the center of it all. My name is Tierra Burns. I am your host, and this is your episode. You know, I try to keep it very casual and neat on this podcast. I think it is important to have a veil of my personal life up And that's true for the experience of all of my content across the board. I try my best to not keep it too personal. This is not to say I have a massive audience. I'm not saying that, but I think it's important to keep some things private. So I don't say too much to my listeners, but I cannot hide it anymore. I am not happy. In fact, I just might be depressed. I'm not sure if recording this episode will be a mistake or a temporary episode that gets deleted immediately after it's published. However, I feel it's important for me to say this. I'm still discovering what happiness is. Happiness is a state of being happy as defined by the dictionary, Webster, Oxford. And how to be happy is something I'm still asking myself. The definition of happy is a state of contentment or satisfaction. The truth is, I have not had sustained satisfaction for a while. Honestly, each episode that I've created of this podcast has been a part of my healing journey or a healing moment for each episode because the topics are different. Often, folks ask me, where do I find inspiration for each episode? Of course, social media provides about 45%, but the rest comes from my own life experiences and questions that I have. There's been much conversation about loneliness as a recent Psychology Today recently published an article diving into the state of loneliness for men, but I am lonely right now. And we know that according to the article, a lot of this has to do with women choosing healthier relationships, which are either platonic or romantic relationships. And that may not include men because society does not equip them to be emotionally intelligent and capable as it does women. There's not a lot to be said about women or black women who are lonely in an era where we are expected to thrive. The stats say that we are thriving. I mean, there are so many virtual communities, so many Facebook groups, so many Instagram pages for our different niches and clubs, so many meetup events. Why would anyone be lonely in this day and age? There's still a lack of community and community can be gatekept. 
Bell Hooks said that beloved community is formed not by the eradication of difference, but by its affirmation, by each of us claiming the identities and cultural legacies that shape who we are and how we live in the world. Perhaps I have not found the space of a beloved sacred community where I can claim my identities and cultural legacies, but... (sighs) I do not think it's true. I believe that my community is just different than anyone else's. Community is essential and I believe that I do not have it sometimes, but I may not navigate it in the best way currently. We live in a society that currently tells us that in order to find happiness, we have to find it within ourselves. This has led us and encouraged us to cut communication, ties, and relationship with people in our lives in order to seek out happiness. It's almost as if we have to be alone in order to find happiness. I believe that happiness can be found in community. I believe that it can be found in, re- in a relationship. I don't think that the relationship has to define happiness, but I believe it can be found while in a relationship. I believe that community and happiness are definitely a hand-in-hand combination. Over the years, I have always saw myself and wanted to have friend groups, the type of friend groups that you travel with, that you do everything with, that you always have happy hour with. I really felt that I would end up in a girl gang similar to living single or sex in the city. Of course, I would be the Sinclair of the group or the Miranda of the group, uh, mixed with a little bit of Khadijah, but life has not turned out that way for me. I moved around a bit and I have friends everywhere. My good friends are not near me, they're in different places. I'm not seeking fault in anyone else but myself. I have learned to become delighted in having friends everywhere. I have learned to be grateful for the relationships that I do have with them and that I did have with them. But I do sometimes want a girl group to hang out with. And often it makes me a little envious of people online, which is why I'm staying away from social media for a little bit right now. They have stories of their friend groups that have lived in the same city and stay together forever. And from my view, they have the community I was seeking. Because I haven't found the girl group, I thought there was a deficit inside of me. I felt that I needed the criteria to have these sorts of groups of friends. I felt I needed professional, academic, and physical qualifications for community. This obsession with niching down our identities is dangerous. People are complex and no one fits into the same cookie cutter experience. We are as individual as snowflakes, which is kind of ironic because there are copies of snowflakes, like there are. But still, I hope you get the the jam of what I'm saying. You know, it's important, of course, to have like-minded visual individuals in your circle, but these circles are built by being who you are. And as I seek out and realize that I'm not happy, I'm discovering more about myself in this sadness. I hope I'm not getting too far away from the topic of happiness. I hope this episode is not a downer for you, but I just wanted to have an honesty, honesty session, if that's okay. Spiritually, 
I have sought happiness in many different ways. As a Buddhist, I learned that the goal of life is to create happiness that is absolute and non-conditional through chanting. Through the chanting, your happiness will stay sustained in the darkest of hours. And also, it taught me to remove myself from attachments from the tangible things in this life, even people. And that's that's hard to do. It's very hard to do. But as a Christian, I learned that finding happiness was through prayer and seeking Jesus. That was pretty much it. And it didn't work. Happiness does not come in a state of permanence. It is truly something that happens in waves. I know this in my life. I don't know about yours, but for me, it happens in waves. I don't know if I have experienced happiness for a very long time. Actually, I can say that I have not experienced it for a very long time. Perhaps the next step is to find it for myself and not look for guidance and definition in a book or from an outside source. This does not mean I'm speaking of isolation. I want to continue to reiterate that. I believe that happiness is not found in isolation. We are a social group of creatures. Humans are social. In true nostalgia, I remember moments in my life where I was undoubtedly happy. How I long for those moments like a cure for the disease of depression. And when I encounter moments that bring me back to that recollection, I often hold on to it tightly and I never want to let it go. Maybe this episode is all for nothing. I hope that you are in a healthy mental space and you realize that you're not alone. And if you are, to seek those who you do know in your life. We may come into this world by ourselves, but we are not birth alone. You do not have to seek out happiness and solitude. And you do not have to seek it out alone. You do not have to isolate yourself. I know for me, I have also recently learned that I do have a great community of people who love and support me. One of the most courageous things that I have done recently is make calls to people. I communicate it. Can you believe it? I communicated my emotions. I communicated. <laughs> and I told them that I was sad and I didn't know how to escape the sadness. Some were receptive, some were passive. Some did not know how to react. Some did not know how to react, whether it was in empathy or sympathy or distance. But I still did the courageous thing and it helped me figure out who I can speak to. And that's not to speak bad about those who were not receptive or had the best responses or my preferred response. It is just to say that it was just collecting data. That's all. I even Googled how to be happy. Can you believe that? I Googled that. I looked it up. That's such a millennial thing. If I don't know how to do something, go to the internet, right? And here are some things that I have gathered. I'm trying to encourage on my journey. Um, just some steps that I'm taking. I'm choosing gratitude. Gratitude sprinkled on everything just makes it a little sweeter. Gratitude sprinkled on grief helps so much. I'm choosing to eat more fruits and vegetables because they do boost serotonin levels and help fuel my endorphins. I'm choosing to give into my strengths and not shine too much light emotionally on the deficits that I see within myself. I have decided to spend more time with just me and my pet because she's great at cuddling and she never has too much to say. So she provides me with 
presence that I long for and the physical touch that I long for. So I'm spending more time with just me and my dog because her opinion is, can I use a restroom? And uh, when are you gonna feed me, lady? And that's okay. But she also hugs me when I'm sad. So I'm grateful for that. I am also taking, like I said before, a courageous step in talking to my loved ones about how I feel I am. Even though it's scary and I don't wanna be a burden, I'm talking to them. I'm talking to my friends about how I feel. I'm saying to them, hey, I need you to come get me out the house. I'm not, I'm feeling, not feeling too strong today. But as I've gone through this phase for over a year, I have learned the right ones to reach out to. And thankfully, there are people in my life who are intuitive enough to know to reach out to me. I'm also exercising. It's now back in my, back into my routine, which I'm very happy about. I really miss moving my body. I miss connecting my body, my mind, and my soul for at least 45 minutes a day. Um, and it's been good for me. I have dropped any shame I've had about medications that I need to take for my mental health. Departing from shame and embarrassment about my sadness is a big step that I'm working on taking. Brene Brown is an expert in shame and she talks about being vulnerable all the time. Although her message is devoid of cultural context, it does not, does not fit directly to my life as a black woman. I am not able to be vulnerable in the ways that a white patriarchal society will allow a white woman to be, but I'm sure her intentions are great, although they are void of nuance. She was right when she said that shame is something that's man-made and it's often accompanied with anxieties. And when you topple this on top of dealing with my soul existence and my dark skin and my kinky hair, um, being politicized, I have to work through the anxieties I have about perception of me. That's what I have to work through. This society does not expect me to be embarrassed or vulnerable. It expects me to be indestructible and strong. And I resent that. I'm not happy and that's okay. I have internalized messages about my emotional, physical strength and it's not allowing me to seek happiness. It's not allowing me to thrive in joy. But I can finally say on my podcast that I am not happy. I don't know when I will get to happy but I want it to be soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that it resonated with you. I would love to know what you think. Feel free to contact me at contacttforthequeen at gmail.com. I would also really love a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It would mean so much to me if you gave us a five-star review. Thank you for listening. See you later or talk to you later. Stay woke, stay well, stay thriving. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply, other restrictions may apply. 
April is the month of the military child. Come celebrate at the National Museum of the United States Army, where they tell the story of Army children all year long. Their Growing Up Army exhibit features Army kids sharing their adventures about Army life, and their Bratz to Boots Interactive introduces visitors to kids who grew up in Army families and chose to serve as soldiers too. Come celebrate Army kids at the National Army Museum, just off I-95 in Alexandria, Virginia. Plan your free visit at usarmymuseum.org.